Welcome. This is Talking Joy, creating joy, inner peace, and authentic connections. My name is Pam Rotelli-Robertson, and I am founder of lifestyle brand Talking Joy. As a certified spiritual director, I have been leading groups with the power of words, the strength of positivity, and the gift of joy. During our time together, our focus will be on simple spiritual practices that can be applied to your everyday life with the wisdom and support of others. Talking Joy talks to help you realize your value. I am so glad you're here. Simple, joyful, fun. Let's get talking. Good morning. I thought I'd start with a prayer for quiet. Um, it says, I have, O oh Lord, a noisy heart. And entering outward silence doesn't stop the inner clamor. In fact, it seems only to make it worse. When I'm full of activity, the internal noise is only a distant rumble. But when I get still, the rumbles amplify itself. And it's not like the majestic sound of a symphony rising to a grand crescendo. Rather, it is a deafening din of clashing pots and pans. What a racket. Worst of all, I feel helpless to rush the interior pandemonium. Once you have spoken peace to the wind and the waves, speak your shalom over my heart. I wait silently, patiently. I receive into the very core of my being your loving command. Peace, be still. Amen. Amen. So I love that prayer for quiet, and we kind of all had like a little bit of a rushed morning around here. I had stuff going on at my house, and um, my daughter Meredith is here joining us because the trains aren't running to New York City today, so welcome, Meredith. She might, may or may not speak, but she's, uh, she's here with us, which is great. Um, so did anybody else feel like they had a little bit of a rushed morning? We have one of our, our uh, cast members that's not here with us because her car wouldn't start, and she's having it towed. And <laughs> so anybody... Uh, I didn't have a rush morning, but just our town right now, um, it seems to be a, a little bit of chaos with uh, all the commuters. Uh, I noticed after exercise this morning that they were all standing outside the train station with their phones in hand and probably trying to scramble to find another way into New York City. Um, and I kind of feel badly for them on a Friday to have to deal with something like that when they start their day. Yeah, and so those unexpected things that come up when we have a plan for the day, you know, how often does that happen? Probably to me, you know, <laughs> every day or every other day. And so that's why I thought that that prayer was so fitting is that in the midst of that, you know, sometimes I can call myself into that quiet um, and I make better decisions when I'm in that place. I tend to make like boisterous loud decisions when I'm under when I'm under pressure sometimes so so yeah a great reminder and that's why Meredith this year the trains weren't running and we live in a New York City commuter town and that's how everybody gets to work and somebody was saying they drove past the bus station and there were long lines at the bus station and and so um, you know things come up that are unexpected and and really how can we you know, create more peace around that or call a, a pause to pray or to just be still for a minute, I think can make all the difference on how we react. Um, so I wanted to talk today about mindful parenting. Um, some of you came to a talk that I gave uh, last year um, at the uh, nursery school for parents about mindful parenting, and I went over the, my top ten things, I have a list of the things that I think for me personally that are the most important and 
Um, you know, I have four kids. A lot of, you know, around the table have kids. Some of us have also have four kids, which I always used to walk around and say, I have four kids. I can't believe I have four kids. <laughs> so, um, so it's a lot, raising a family today, and, you know, there are lots of demands on us, and how can we parent in a way that is, you know, important and, and good for us. Um, I was also working on the last couple of days, uh, the local newspaper is going to do an article on our new podcasts, and so I was working on um, writing that with Katie's help, and Meredith did a little bit of, uh, of editing for me, and, and one of the things that jumped out at me when I was reading everybody's little bios that are on our website was that, and this is number 10 on my list, is be kind. Um, and we hear that in a lot in the news right now. So I thought we would go backwards from my 10 points because I wanted to start with that. But a few of you in your bios, I think Blair, who's not here, whose car wouldn't start, um, had mentioned something about kindness was important to her in her parenting. And Ariane, you had mentioned also about kindness being really important to you as a parent in parenting. Um, and so what I wrote down on my top 10 list is our kids copy everything they see us doing and that your actions matter and how you make people feel matters. If you give generously, your children will grow up and give generously and be generous people. Um, and, you know, I may have talked about this before, but kids see much more by our actions and what we're doing rather than what we're saying, because a lot of times as they start to get older, you're talking and you're like, oh, they have no idea what I'm saying right now. And so it's the, you know, my father, when when I was younger, we, we would get in the car and my father's family owned a food distribution company and there was a lot of fresh produce all the time and my dad would have these boxes, like everything. It was before BJ's and big box stores, so everything was biggie, like our mayonnaise was, you know, like this <laughs> massive tub and... And we had American cheese, but it was like a sleeve of it, like at the deli <laughs> in our house. And so anyway, my dad would get boxes of food, and we would drive them to a nearby town, and he was you know, dropping food off to people in need. And I never really thought anything of it until I got older, and I thought, oh, wow, he didn't really say why we were doing it, but we did it. And so I was a witness to generosity, and my father also always gave very freely of everything. And I remember one time somebody, when I was at work, when I was probably Meredith's age, somebody was trying to give away ice hockey tickets that I worked with, and they kept pestering everyone. And finally, I'm like, okay, I'll take them. And then she was like, that'll be $300 <laughs> or whatever it was. Like, she billed me for it later. And I was so shocked because my dad was always giving everything away, and I just assumed that everybody was like that. And that was such a shocking thing for me. And then I remember I had a boyfriend at the time, and I dragged him to the game, and he had no interest in going. I'm like, but I spent so much money on these tickets. <laughs> so, so anyway, I, I guess my point is, is that as parents, you know, I witnessed that in my home. I think that the kids pick up on a lot of the things that we do. And so if I am kind to a stranger, you know, just a quick little, tiny little thing that I might do, the kids see that. And so if we do that over time from when they're little until they become young adults, then I feel like they have that tool already. It's innate. It's built into to who they are. And so, Ariane, I saw you got up and you picked up a little... Yes. Um, so that would be actually number one on my list is kindness. Um, okay. If I had my own list. <laughs> um, I, I grew up the same way that you did. Um, grew up with just my mother and father were 
extremely generous. Um, it was just second nature. It was never really talked about. They just did. You know, every Thanksgiving we would make sandwiches and go and give them to the homeless. Um, you know, just so many things from, from big, something big like that to just, you know, I guess my, I guess in my family it was more big things. It wasn't necessarily the smaller things on, on a daily basis. I'm much more of a believer um, of it's important with the, you know, small gestures all the time rather than these just big, grandiose, you know, gestures. Yeah, and so I would just add to that saying that it is in those small gestures that are so important and that you're layering on, you know, one after the other of these little everyday things. Yes. But I, I, I do feel that those big gestures are wonderful too. Of because course. for me, I find it so easy to do the small things. So it's nice to know that somebody else is out there doing the bigger things. Yeah. You know, so. Mm -hmm. Yes. Balance yes. for all of us. So what I went to my bag because um, what I do with my kids, um, we do it once a week now, is uh, I made a jar and, and I put little hearts in the jar and I wrote little kind gestures that they'll pick a heart in the morning and so mine, we, I do it with them, and so does my husband. Um, and mine says, learn something new about a friend. And so we each have our heart. We each have something different to do. I think Connor's was share something. It's very wide, you know, it's very open-ended. Um, I don't remember what is it. I don't remember what the other ones are. But anyway, um, and so then we'll come back at dinner. We'll talk about our heart. We'll talk about how we went through our day and how we, how, what, what, how we went about accomplishing what's written on our heart and how it made us feel and how we think it made the other person feel. And um, so for me, I think it's a great way to teach them about kindness and how it feels. You always say, how does it feel in your body? You know, and, and I think if they can associate that feeling of, you know, it feels so good to make somebody else happy. Even if you're just smiling, a smile is contagious. Yeah. What are some of the responses that you get from your kids when you ask them a question like that? Because <clears throat> I was thinking about this before we, we came on air today about um, there are certain questions that I ask my kids, mm -hmm. like where did you see beauty today? Mm -hmm. And that kind of a question gives you pause because we are not asked that question on a daily basis. I might say to somebody, oh, hi, how are you? Or what, did, you know, what was beautiful about your vacation? But I don't say, where did, I, where did you see beauty today? So I try to take questions and make them a little bit different because it gives you a pause and makes you think about the answer. And so it sounds like what you're creating is you're giving them a pause to think about, like, well, how did that feel in my body? Well, I don't, I don't normally walk around and ask people how they feel in their bodies. But I do think that when emotions hit us, right, it's why we cry, it's, they come at us as a body sensation before our brain even has time to catch up to it. And so I love that your question is twofold. That's so beautiful because you're not asking them. It's not all about them. Right. You're making them pay attention to the other. Mm -hmm. And so I, this is so beautiful. I love that. I, this is I, so beautiful. I love that. Thank yeah. you. Um, <clears throat> I think that we need a picture of the jar and what these hearts look like so that our listeners can make their own, and maybe we'll have that on under this title on the on the web page. Well, I'm actually, I'm creating them to, to I'm going to be making them. Yeah. So, um, so you, I'll let you know where you can find them. Yeah. Well, can we make them with you again? Because I had, I have to say, I had so much fun. Um, I think it was on January 25th. I only know because it was the day before my birthday. <laughs> and it was such a wonderful activity to share with my, with my friends. It was. It was and nice. it was just very reflective and social but yet 
I, I love how you also reinforce it, like Pam said, at the end of the day and ask, it's like reading comprehension, it's like comprehension of just giving your kids an opportunity to reflect um, in a way that is deeper than I have been using them. Well, my daughters love picking the, um, the little messages, but I... I, now I'm going to start asking them more about like how it affected them throughout the day. It solidifies it when you circle back. Yes. Yeah, it solidifies right. it. It also, it helps me learn about their day too. So it connects mm-hmm. us. Um, and I know that something good will happen in their day because of this. And they'll also give something good to somebody else. So, um, so, and so tell us some of the things that you've seen. Um, well, one day... When we came back to dinner and we were talking about it, my daughter had had a hard day at school. Um, And I believe the heart that she had gotten that day was um, to learn something new about a friend, which is the one that I got. Um, And so she was having a hard time just, you know, um, going out and trying to, um, you know, there's a lot of clicks in school. So I'm just trying to think of the right way of saying this. There's a lot of clicks in school. And so I guess she was feeling a little left out. And, um, and so because of the heart, she went up to somebody she hadn't normally talked to. Mm. And she made a new friend through it. She, you know, it was something that gave her the courage to go up and start a conversation with wow. somebody that she wouldn't normally start a conversation mm. with. And they wound up having a lot in common. Um, you know, and they sit together at lunch and they, you know, it's, so it's just, I think it's, I think it's a gift for them also. It just, it can help them get out of their own comfort zone sometimes too and do things. And so can, can I just say that this is how important spiritual practices are and people are like, well, what are spiritual practices and what does spirituality mean? And why, why do I need that? This is exactly why we need it as parents, because you equipped her with your simple act of kindness by adding this jar and having these sayings on them, you equipped her with a tool to go into school. Because, by the way, if you haven't, your kids haven't had this experience of feeling left out, you feel left out because... <laughs> it you brings know, you back to your own childhood. Out. Everybody I mean, goes through it. Yeah, your mama bear mm-hmm. comes out because you're as wounded as they feel or more. And they maybe have moved on and they're having lunch with a new friend at school and you're walking around all day long <laughs> worried. <laughs> Do you think she's okay? I wish I could call her. I wish I could... And so what, what a beautiful spiritual practice that you're offering to your children and equipping her with lifelong skills because she will need that, right? My Meredith next to me here needed something similar to that when she was in grade school. And then, you know, you go to college and you meet new friends and you don't know anyone and then you leave crying because you don't want to leave everyone. They have this great experience, hopefully. But then you start a job in the real world and again, you're in those situations where you, there might be cliques and you meet new people. And, and so you have... And you moved to a new town. When we moved here six, seven years ago, I felt mm-hmm. the same way mm-hmm. that she felt in school that day. So it, it's, it's a never-ending cycle. Yeah. Um, and I wish I had had these kind of tools, you know, before. But I've, I made them, I guess, maybe also for myself. Yeah. So... Exactly. A lot of times when we're, what we're offering, we need ourselves. You know, I... I teach spiritual practices because I needed them at a time in my life, and I still need them. I still lean on them. You know, my life is like a roller coaster of, you know, we talked about this before, of like joy and sorrow are always in perfect company with one another. And so mm-hmm. I might have great joys in a day, but I also might have great sorrows. And um, But I'm better equipped for the journey when I've taught myself things 
and I've also taught my children. So do you guys want to add something down here? Yeah, I just think it's so wonderful that you set the tone in such a, like, you're getting to their level in a way that um, will give them, like Pam said, the tools to go into the world. And who knows, maybe they'll have a, their, their day will be relatively seamless, but it's, um, it's just, so, it's so beautiful. And it's just so empowering to, to get to their level like that and to have a chance to like all come together as a family. And it also gives us as parents a chance to kind of hear instead of just asking them, so how was your day? What were the highs and lows? Mm -hmm. Um, going back to these simple little hearts with literally m nothing more than like six or seven words. And it's, it's a tangible so beautiful. thing. Yeah. They're all e exactly. They're not, they're and, not difficult. And, yeah. They're also what? things that we came up with too. Right? Oh, sorry. And, no, no. Um, so it's, it's reflective in that respect. Mm. So it's, it, if, I feel like there's more meaning behind the words. So when is it? Just let us know when the next party is, and we'll post it on the website. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to make these available because they're they're greatly needed, and I love uh, the thought behind it. And your questions are they're they're interesting and different, and that's what I like about them because that's what causes the kids to stop and think, "Oh, I wonder if I could do that." And I, you know, I feel like that one act she probably learned so much from, like she probably learned that there's always going to be somebody else out there that wants connection. You know, like even though you might be hanging out with these people normally and today they don't want to, she'll know that she can always go somewhere else and find somebody to talk to and have a great time with. Um, she's going to build confidence just from doing that. Mm. But it's a not a one thing. and done either. Right. It's got to be a repetition of that. Exactly. And I like that. Do you put the hearts back in the jar? We do. Okay, because even if she gets the same thing the next day, it's it's, it's another experience. building experience mm -hmm. for her. Yeah. So that's yeah. so important because it will I'm listening throughout to, life. Yeah, well, I'm listening to this too, and I, I think this is, I love this idea. This is beautiful. You and know, I, I wish I had different it, age groups too. And that's that's amazing, yeah. and that's what I was saying. It's as the kids grow too. You know, they might think this is a little childish, but if you come up with different mm -hmm. things that right. they have to stop and pause mm -hmm. and say. I think that's so important, and, and the whole idea of um, feeling how, well, knowing how your body reacts to you doing something like that is so important for kids these days. I have teenagers and older, and, and I feel like sometimes that they don't have that, they're not equipped to react properly to something because they were never maybe taught the tools yeah. on yeah. How, to, how to use, how to... Right, if you don't you go know, into a certain right. circumstance, it to a different, you don't know how to handle right. it. Right, yeah. and by so, simply asking questions to yeah. them, asking them the questions, and then it gives them a chance, instead of telling them, like you're giving them a chance to actually reflect on Thank how they right. felt. Right. And what does the world need and, right now more than kindness? Right, and I, I've had that experience with um, not just one of my children, but you know they've done something unkind, and then they've told me about it, and I said, how could you have done, you know, I get upset because that's not how yeah. I live my life. And I said, how could you have done that? I said, well, what are you going to do about that? You need to apologize yeah. to them for what you said. And, and then and on occasion, one of my children has made the apology, and they've come back to me, and they've said, I told them I was really sorry what I said, and I really didn't mean it, and they accepted my apology. And then I said, well, how does I first I had asked her, how do you think that would make you feel if somebody said that to you? And then when she came back and said... I told them, and I said, well, how do you feel now? Do you feel better, and how do you think your friend feels? Yeah. So it's just, it's constant reminders it and is. things like that. And so I, two things that I'm picking up from this conversation is we spend a lot of our time running 
places and doing things and taking our kids places and signing them up for things. But at the heart of it, this is the stuff that a value that they're going to carry into their adulthood. And we need to pay, I think, more attention to this than, than a lot of that other noise, you know, the clanging pots and the, you know, that I talked about in that opening prayer. Um, and the other thing that I, that I picked up on, too, is that, you know, we're talking a lot about how the kids feel um, when, when my kids would, you know, do something that wasn't right. I would say, at what moment, if you could go back, did you feel like that little thing in your stomach or that little, you know, it's your intuition is what I was getting at. You felt that at some point that something about this did, wasn't quite right. It felt a little icky, like, oh, I shouldn't, but everybody else is doing it. And that's the moment that you want to teach them to pay attention to mm-hmm. when they make these decisions on, can I be kind in this situation or can I go along with the group? Can I be kind in this situation and maybe sit with the kid who's not as dire- desirable in this moment, or should I just care for myself and hang out with the cooler kids? And, and so that's the, a lot of the stuff that you're hearing people talk about in schools right now, but I think it starts with, again, that body sensation of, like, how did you feel in your body when you made that? And so when kids make mistakes, and they will, instead of buffering it and kind of trying to make it go away or avoiding that altogether, it's like, let's make it a teachable moment. Yes. Let's and I think that, that could be applied to, like, us as parents, too. Like, we could ask ourselves, you know, we tend to catastrophize. And I think yeah. um, just by, like you said, asking your child, so what maybe, what, perhaps, what's the worst thing that could have hap- that could happen if you went to a different group and you branched out? And then they, it gives them an opportunity to, like, troubleshoot and put themselves in a position where they can actually reflect. I mean, I, I have yet to do this with my kids. They're a little bit two and, ages two and four. But um, I could see this being a very helpful tool when they go, especially going through like puberty and adolescence, Mm -hmm. when they care so much about like Mm -hmm. their friend groups and oh yeah, absolutely. Everybody's looking at them, and then they realize, oh wait, you know what? Actually, the worst thing that could happen is that I maybe make a new friend, and then they reflect, wow, you know what? Actually, I don't think it's actually as quite as bad as yeah, it's made out to be. Yeah, Um, exactly. So, so kindness is such a buzzword right now here in the media but I feel like today maybe we unpacked it a little bit more and talked to really like at some depths and maybe some spiritual tools that that Ariane shared with us on how you can incorporate that you don't need to have little kids you don't need to have kids at all so if you're listening and you don't have kids you could do this with friends you could do it by yourself your husband does it we all need it so So the spiritual life is 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 for all of us Um, so I just wanted to read uh, so my daughter Meredith has, if you don't follow her already, um, Meredith Stars of Joy, you can follow on Instagram, and she does all of this incredible, inspirational stuff every day. And I loved her post today. Um, and uh, underneath of it, she has an Anne Lamont quote, but underneath of it, and maybe I'll let her read that in a second. She says, love each other deeply. When I was in high school, I had a little bump in the road that left me sad for far too long. These quotes, and we're going to get to the Meredith Stars of Joy quotes, these quotes saved me because they guided me back to myself again. And I think that your hearts are doing that same thing. It says, I remember unfolding a quote between my fingers in math class, quickly peeking at the words and then tucking it in my pocket again. I carried it with me the whole day. And every day after that, the quote I picked was a reminder of strength, a mantra, and an encouragement 
quietly and almost without me even realizing the words of wisdom brought me right back to everything I had known but somehow had forgotten. But a better version of me, more joyful and wise. Love deeply and let's share this gift. Mm. Beautiful. That was so beautiful. Um, And so this is the time in the podcast where we actually pick a quote from Mariner Stars of Joy and similar to your hearts, these are wise words from great thinkers throughout time and uh, we're just going to all go around the room and pick a quote. And I might have you read the quote that you posted by Anne Lamont. Um, do you have it on your on your phone? I'll get everybody else to pick one. Um, Thank you. And so this is also a simple spiritual exercise that you can do with your kids. My kids, when they were younger, I would keep it in the glove box in the car on the way to the middle school. And they would roll their eyes, but they're trapped in the car, which is like the perfect place. <laughs> and you have them for all ages, too. My kids love them. Yeah, and we have the quotes for all ages. And so, yeah, they would read a quote, and then we would apply it to something that was going on in their lives. Um, but these quotes are also great for, for you and me. So, can Meredith, why don't we start with you, and you read your quote that you uh, posted this morning. Okay. Um, it says, But grace can be the experience of a second wind, when even though what you want is clarity and resolution, what you get is stamina and poignancy and strength to hold on. Mm, I love that. That's great. Such a great reminder. Absolutely. Yeah. And we have a sick doggy at home, so we need to hear that today. So thank you. Ariane, what did you get? The slower you go, the more poems you'll see. Dallas Clayton. Mm. Goes back to the original where you started. What did you see? Where was the beauty? Yeah. yeah. Take time to pause and see the beauty in the everyday. I love that. Thank you. Mine is by uh, Melody Beattie. And gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we have into enough and more. It turns denial into acceptance, chaos into order, confusion into clarity. Gratitude makes sense in our of our past brings peace for today, and creates a vision for tomorrow. I love that one. That's beautiful, too. Yeah. I love that. That's a great one. Mine is by Allison Mali. It says, And I am never surprised that when I look for miracles, I find them. It's very similar to mm-hmm. yours, Ariane. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I think that that is so true, and I had something that's been going on in my life that I didn't see the miracles for a while and I've been really frustrated because I talk about looking for them and I invite other people when I meet with them <laughs> to look for them and I or I can oftentimes see them and point them out for other people because it's part of my gift and <clears throat> I was feeling extremely frustrated and one of my kids got in the car and said something to me like oh you know they have this thing at the middle school I might go and do a speaking bit about this topic and it was like the the you know my stomach just fell because I was like that or my heart like bursted open but I was like there's the miracle in this like so she found a way to find beauty in a situation where we weren't seeing it and I, I had been waiting and waiting like where's the miracle in this where's the miracle in this and it does show up I think and often not exactly when we want it to but it's but it's always there if we have eyes for it. So I saw so I've true. witnessed that you know recently in a in a frustrating period in my own life. It does oh. come. <clears throat> uh, my quote is: "With this next breath, let it go. That old story you've told yourself a million times. Whatever doesn't serve you on this path of truth, leave behind. 
by Donna Falls. Dana? What do you think about that? Ooh. Yeah, I mean, obviously leave behind what doesn't serve you, right? If we can all figure out what's not serving us, that would yeah. be wonderful. <laughs> right, or like how do you leave it behind? Because sometimes right. you can't, it's hard it's to... so true, yeah. right. And sometimes we aren't taught how to leave it behind when we're younger. Mm. And so going back to that kindness idea and the, what we talked about today, so mm. can we be a little kinder to ourselves mm. right. about letting that go? And if we do equip and have children and equip them or ourselves, you know, we still learn as grown-ups. Um, you know, we're constantly, I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly evolving, you know, evolving. I'm not perfect, and I never say that I am, and I'm, I'm a work in progress, and you are, and we are, and so can we be a little kinder um, to ourselves in letting things go? And I think that when we do start to learn that, that going forward, especially with kids, if you're equipping them with those tools when they're younger, then wow, that quote is uh, mm. is powerful in right. that way. Yeah. So start small. Start small. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today. I'm Pam Rotelli Robertson, and you have been listening to Talking Joy Talks that help you realize your value while creating authentic connections with others. For more information about our talk today or to get in touch, you can find us at talkingjoy.org. And to keep the encouragement going, you can also follow Talking Joy on Instagram and Facebook. Simple, joyful, fun. Thanks for listening. This is Talking Joy.